Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 272, recorded live on Sunday, September 9th, 2012. And here are your hosts, the man who had to deal with a full triathlon today, Dave Pillay. I... And the man who had to do, who has to deal with a full marathon in a month, Andy Lowe. Hi. So yeah, full triathlon. And it's only eleven thirty. Yeah, I know. I'm beat. <laughs> you well, especially since the uh, it doesn't actually start until one. Um, no, it started. It started. It it well, I'll, there were people on bikes. Oh, going down the path. Their online thing doesn't start until one. Maybe that's because they don't want people sitting around, you know, for. Well, let's see, a uh, three-mile swim, 110-mile bike, and a full marathon afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, think about it, Andy. If they actually started that at one, what time would they finish? Oh, God. It would be probably after dark by some people. Yes, the Ironman Triathlon. The triathlon to end all triathlons. Well, no, it's th- the one in Hawaii is the one to end all triathlons. Okay. But this the is still done by... Still, like, really, really <laughs> impressive. Yeah. Uh, is in Madison. It's actually in Verona. <laughs> actually goes next to where I work, which is why when I was at work this morning, yes, I was at work on a Sunday, uh, I couldn't get out of work. That's when you need a Jeep with four-wheel drive. They can't block off everything. Andy, <laughs> the only thing surrounding my work is roads and construction. Oh. They pretty much can block off everything. I suppose I could have driven it into the quarry. <laughs> know how I would get out, though. Yeah, I don't think your Prius is set for um, off-roading capabilities. No, but that would be a really funny Prius. Oh, somebody's... Uh... There's got to be a Prius off-road v- picture or something on there. Off-roading my Prius. Oh, God. If you just Google image search for Prius off-road... Somebody just took a Prius body shell and put it on top of a monster truck. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's really funny. (laughs) I like it. Some people have done some pretty good customizations on their Prius. I I wouldn't doubt it. It's it's a Toyota, so there's lots of them out there. Yeah. Why is there a picture of Master Chief? Where are you looking? I I searched Prius off-road. Oh, and Google Image Shirts. Google image search, and in the one, two, three, four, fifth row down, third in from the right, there's a picture of Master Chief. I don't have that. It's it's part of the quote. It says, Halo's legendary off-road troop transport is slower than a Prius. You see, I have pictures of donuts and flowers and trucks. There's a picture of Sophie Loren. I don't know why she's on there. Sometimes Google image search is kind of just hit and miss. Yes. The war so, is slower than a Prius. Game physics and level design to the hog to 60 miles per hour. It is, however, more fuel efficient. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it ever runs out of gas, does it? It's a, a fuel cell engine. Oh. Well, that would make sense. That's really kind of funny. So, um, you didn't actually run in the triathlon. No, but um, in a month and in- two weeks... Yeah, about less than a month and two weeks. I'm actually going to be on Sunday running the full marathon, so we got to figure out something for that. Hey, wow. What? This has not been our year, has it? No. Or our season or something. 
No, not really. Well, there's also a Tigers game we're going to in two weeks. God damn it, Andy. Stop having a life. I'm sorry. Well, it doesn't help that I'm now going to be working on Saturdays. Yeah, I know. That's the kicker in the pants right there, because one of the two weekend days is gone then. Well, well I mean, it gone, is, but... It, it is possible we could move it to the week. We'll talk about it later, though. All right. Speaking of previous episodes and... Well, I don't know. What? Wow. Wait, but before that, speaking of, of the Prius, because I do have one other really cool thing about the Prius. Okay. I just upgraded my Prius's entertainment system. To... Not to anything. Like, it, it, they mailed me a USB stick. Oh. With an update. Do you get to keep the USB stick? I have the USB stick. How oh, much no. room is on it? Probably not that big. Oh. I haven't plugged it into my computer yet. <laughs> be hilarious if they send out, like, 64 gigabyte USB sticks. They send a 64 gigabyte USB stick. <laughs> but now my, my Prius has... Um, open table and a better voice search than previous oh god that voice search was bad it was horrendous i haven't tried the new one though so it's probably still bad <laughs> so how many restaurants in wisconsin handle you, open table i don't know i haven't looked i haven't used it yet there's a couple in the area there's a lot more in milwaukee i can yeah because you're close enough to chicago i don't think it has anything to do with proximity to chicago andy Oh, please. Open table in a major metropolitan area? Andy, Milwaukee is like an hour and a half outside of Chicago. It's also its own major metropolitan area. All right, let's see. Wisconsin, Madison. Yes, I actually had to go in that order. Okay. Milwaukee is an urban population of 1.5 million. The city itself has 600,000 people. 128 restaurants in Wisconsin. Okay. That's How it. Michigan. How many in Michigan? I don't know. <laughs> Ten. Hold on, let me go to Michigan. Do, 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 do. Come on. There's 133 in Detroit. <laughs> so there's more in. Oh, but that's not fair. That's. I'm looking at the listing here. Yeah. Main Street Ventures, Palio, The Black Pearl, Real Seafood, Grazzi. That's all one group. That's one restaurant. Come on now. I. I don't know. Side note, it was weird going to Ann Arbor and having the Parthenon closed. The Parthenon was closed? Well, it's now it's no longer there because it's now that other restaurant. Like I, the Blue Tractor. Or did the Blue Tractor go into the other one that moved into the... I don't know. I didn't even look. Yeah, I the would, Parthenon's at something else now. Oops. Like it, it, So it's not closed, it's just somewhere else. Well, no, it no longer exists. Oh, it's closed. Yes. Okay. That's kind of sad. Yep. I mean, I got nothing on that. It's it's just sad. Okay. I never went there. Ever. That was our go-to restaurant when we were in Ann Arbor. I know it was. Actually, now our go-to restaurant whenever we're in Ann Arbor is Potbellies. Potbellies? Yeah. Why? Because there's no Potbellies over here. Ah. And it's, I get my sub with everything on it, and so it normally is like two meals for me. Mm-hmm. So it's always our stop to go to before we head back. It's really weird have that being our restaurant to go to in Ann Arbor. Yes. Potbellies. Strange. So realize once again that we're talking about food. Well, I mean, there's only so many things. 
we could talk about previous episodes, which I was I was trying to allude to earlier with just screwing up that segue so bad. Um, so yeah, Kate sent me. Did she send you the email about episode two seventy? I think so. Okay. Yes, I believe. I believe I can. I mean, um. So she was talking about how um, your outrage at my eating a Big Mac after running is flawed. Yes. It wasn't the the. I mean, it, it's not that I I thought it was a over. I'm you know what I'm just gonna stop talking about that. There it is. Well, she has a point that I'm not running to lose the weight. I'm just running because. Right. I'm not exactly sure why I'm running. Because you like to run. <laughs> well, if I liked to run, then I'd be running. If I wasn't, you know, training for a marathon or something like that. And I don't. If I don't have a race to to plan for, I don't run. So I'm not exactly sure why I run. It's kind of like Forrest Gump. It's just run. Yeah. I reached the Atlantic Ocean, so I turned around and headed back. Then I reached the Pacific Ocean, turned around and headed back. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Kate does have an excellent point about sleep with me, that I uh, had screwed up a couple of classes because I had accidentally slept through. Yes. Not exams, but things that were required to pass the class. So Yeah, I was I was kind of confused about her comments on sleep and whether or not that was directed to you or me or what in particular was directed to. I'm not sure I, I I don't actually remember what I was trying to pass sleep off as. I love sleep. Eh, it's a necessity. I believe I mentioned that I love sleep. I know, and I believe I mentioned that it's a necessity, hence why I got up at eight today. Why? Because I was done sleeping. I got up at 8 today. Because you had to go to work. Because I had to go to work. If you didn't have to go to work and you didn't have to do this podcast, what time would you have gotten up then? Uh, probably 10.45-ish. See, I was awake at 8, so I thought, hey, I'll get up. And then I finally finished up Tomb Raider. Nice. Side note, this is my first Tomb Raider game. I felt dirty playing this. Is this the new one or one of the older ones? Uh, Tomb Raider Legend. I. That does not answer my question, Andy. <laughs> it is from 2006. Okay, so one of the older ones. Yeah, not the not like the original three, but right, but not the like Laura Croft getting raped and mauled by a bear. No, not the newest one. Okay, I think there were. Anniversary came after this one, and then Underworld came after this one, and then I think it's the new one that's coming out. So this is four back from where we're currently at. Ah, uh-huh. I don't know. I just had to look these things up. Okay, but you played it. Yes. Can we expect a review on it next week? You really want me to review a game from 2006 uh-huh. that I felt dirty playing? Yahtzee reviewed Half-Life like two weeks ago. God, I haven't paid attention to ZP in forever. I mean, it's still good. Oh, I, I don't doubt it. It's just I haven't paid attention to it for some odd reason. I want to. It's good. <laughs> okay, so yeah. A Legend was the first Tomb Raider game after the studio change. So there was Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider 2, Tomb Raider 3, Last Revelation, Chronicles, and Angel of Darkness. So three, four, five. There were six games before this that I have not played. And there's two games after this. And I'm watching her outfits going... This is not so adequate for what you are doing. What what made you feel dirty about it? What she was wearing. 
I expected to come into this and get like Uncharted sort of thing. Instead, I got TNA. Yeah, I didn't want that. I just wanted to explore history with giant, massive puzzles and all that stuff. (laughs) Not you know, giant, massive. Yeah, you say like giant, massive. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) Puzzles, puzzles, huge trucks of land. I kind of want to do the other two games of the anniversary in Underworld because there's supposedly a uh, trilogy aspect to it. Mm-hmm. But then I also just don't want to have to subject myself to that kind of environment. Yes. Again. And again. <laughs> it's, oh. I don't know. It's crazy. Or Andy. So, yeah, also speaking of previous episodes, um, Hans called us. Yes. Well, about our uh, topic on trains. I believe I called that he would call us, by the way. <laughs> well, I... Yeah. I'd, I'd like some credit on that. Okay, I'll give you that credit. Thank you. Still, though, picking Amtrak. Oh. You know, <laughs> we, we came up with some interesting talks about that. Oh, about the dual rails? Well, not even the dual... No, not about the dual ra- rails. We, we talked about... Amtrak is not profitable. You, you made this statement. Yes. That is entirely true, right? It's heavily subsidized, it loses money, and the government pays that. Yes. What point are you trying to make? (laughs) Loses money doesn't mean its owners lose money. True. And in fact, it gets even better than that. Because when 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 you kind of boil it down, who owns Amtrak? I don't know. The U.S. government. True. I mean, kind of like at the core, right? They pay for it, they... They, they, pretty, you know, I'm not sure if they're legally the ones who own it, but they, they pretty much own it. Okay. Yes. Yes. The question was, if you could own any, uh, was it class one, type one rail yeah, line? It a, yeah, it was a class one rail line. So if I own Amtrak, Andy, what does that make me? Uh, CEO. Makes me the U.S. government. But <laughs> well, it's not officially because it is its own separate. Yes, I know, I know. But, again, just because the company loses money doesn't mean that the owners lose money. Yeah, wasn't there a... uh... In fact, they're probably doing pretty well. I swear I had to find that article I read where it was like they tried to find out the wages that CEOs of nonprofit companies paid themselves. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I I, I actually would still stick with my, uh, my answer. All right. I'll let you have that one. Thank you. I so have, shall, shall we do actual topics that are current? We have like a fuck ton. <laughs> now, is that a metric or imperial? Evidently, there's this new style in metric, which when you uh, you capitalize the letter, yeah, it means a thousand. So a meter with a capital M is the same thing as like a kilometer. It's a thousand meters. No, 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 no. Well, this is what I've been told. By who? Idiot monkeys? People that I work with who have PhDs in mathematics. Oh. Physics. I retract my idiot monkeys (laughs) statement. Um. Yeah, no, it, it sounds bogus to me and absolutely ridiculous, but uh, it also really screws with megabyte and megabit. Oh, of course. But I, I think following that logic, this is a fuck ton with a capital F. 
<laughs> so it is a thousand fucks of tons. Or a thousand tons of fucks? I'm not sure. Either way, where do you want to start? Cockroaches? <laughs> How did I guess you were going to start with cockroaches? Gotcha. Researchers at somewhere, North Carolina State University. I have taken the, the Madagascar hissing cockroach, which is like that huge giant bug that you see in the movies. Yeah. And this, this poor thing, um, between kind of implanting wires into its antenna and putting more on its abdomen, they can stimulate the, the, the bug basically by saying, like, there is danger behind you. There is danger in front of you. You need to move. And they can remote control a cockroach. You know what this reminds me of? The fifth element. Yes. Because they had the, the bug that was an actual bug that had a cockroach with the little like antenna on the back of it. Yes. I see this cockroach and I think it's one microphone away from being that bug from fifth element. Yeah, well, it, it's one microphone and a very large microcontroller that they need to kind of shrink down a bit. Uh. When you see a cockroach on the wall that has a piece of electronics the size of the cockroach on <laughs> But kind of terrifying. But also be nice, though, you know, if you could send a cockroach into a cloaking building. Like, where they, you know, they, they send those weird-looking robots in that act like worms and stuff. Yeah. Like if you could send it into a collapsed building yeah. with a little camera on it yeah. so that you could search for survivors. That would be really cool. You know, good and bad. <laughs> It's the extremes. Uh, I'm going to have to close this window, though, because bugs freak me out. So that's enough of that cockroach. Um, California has basically passed a bill. I'm not sure if it's actually been signed into law. No, it hasn't been signed into law yet. But it's a bill that's sitting on the governor's desk to basically set up California to do... I'm getting a weird feeling of deja vu that we've talked about this before. About the, the automatic cars? In California? No. Nevada. Nevada. Okay, yes. Nevada had the automatic cars. Nevada has the law already. Okay. California should have the law soon, as soon as it's signed by Jerry Brown. Current governor of California? Yes. Okay. So they they're, they want to set up the California DMV to set up, okay, if we're going to have automatic cars licensed in California, what should we... This is my question, though, because I've seen videos of these automated Google cars already running in California. Did they yeah. actually just like get them licensed in Nevada and then kind of just drive them over the border? No, it, I mean, uh, A, it has to get stopped by a police officer, and I'm not entirely sure how that's going to work. Uh, B, I, I think for the most part, the Google cars are going to be either on private roads or there will be some sort of city ordinance that's allowing them to do it. Okay. I'm willing to bet if you look at Santa Clara County, there is some ordinance saying that, yes, they can have fully automated self-driving cars. Well, now it's going to be legal in all of California. Do you have to get it certified? I, this is what they're trying to figure out because this is brand new to everybody. That's so. I mean, like, if they pass a law saying you can have a self-driving car, what's to stop me from hooking up some microcontrollers to my, my steering column? I don't know. This is what they're developing. They're developing standards and licensing procedures for automatic cars. I think that's all the law will start up. It's just, okay, we need to lay the groundwork for this. 
Now, what if they take these and hook them into that automatic network in Ann Arbor? So cool. That's what would happen. <sighs> Except, you know, if the government wants to track you down, like if you're robbing a bank or something, the government will know where your getaway car is all the if time. If you're robbing a bank, you probably don't want to have your car automated on a network. <laughs> well, if that's the future, maybe that's what the th- this future is for, is to uh, cut down on criminal activities. Cut down on high-speed chases. Could be. Because I've always heard those stories about the criminals with OnStar, where OnStar can't physically shut the car off remotely, but they can make it really annoying for the person who's driving the car. Yes. Like, they can, t- they can crank the heater on all the way full, they can turn up the radio all the way. Flash the lights. Yeah. They can just make it a, not an incognito vehicle to be in. I mean, there's, there's at, at, at some point, the ability of, like, disconnecting that, though. Well, they're still going to have to allow non-animated cars to be on the road. Yes. So, I guess the classic car culture is now going to be heading to the uh, underworld. Uh, Andy, I'm not sure that they they can't make it so that you're allowed a manual car. Oh, maybe it's like the the interstate system where you ha- you know how they have those signs that says like no motorcycles under so many cc's, no yeah. tractors, no self propelled farming implements. Which I've never understood what the difference between a tractor and a self propelled farming implement is. Uh, yeah, check the next time you go on the highway, check that sign. You'll see it says tractors and self propelled farming implements. Okay, I don't know what the difference is, but maybe that yeah they could do something like that where they disallow non automated cars from the highway from the highway. That would be pretty weird. <laughs> I'd have to learn how to drive US-12 again. Or just get an automated car. But I like to drive. Hence, drive into Seattle five so, times in a row. <laughs> so, Andy. Yes. If you're not driving the car. Yes. Put in a game console and drive a car. <laughs> Yo, dog. <laughs> Are you, like, driving? So they put a driving video game in your car so you can drive while your car drives. So you don't feel so bad. I've shown you the yo-yo one, right? Yeah. Yo dog, I heard you and yo dog like yo-yos. So I put yo dog on a yo-yo. So G4. Yeah. The (laughs) The, channel? the, The channel that nobody pays attention to unless Ninja Warrior is on. I mean, is Sessler still on G4 or he left? No, remember we already talked about that, how I didn't even realize Sessler had disappeared because I had stopped paying attention to G4. Okay. So, um, NBC Universal owns G4. Yeah. Because they were the ones who combined G4 and Tech TV back in 2004. Much to many people's disappointment and chagrin. Yeah, chagrin. Um, well, according to sources, they are thinking about removing G4. And making it something else. Kind of like... Um, uh, making it what? GameStop TV? No, they're... Uh, let's say they want to take it in a direction reminiscent of GQ. The magazine for the modern male. No. No? No. Veto. I forbid. Really? So you're going to want, you know, cheaters and... I mean... Uh, Attack of the Show? Attack of the Show's not all bad. <laughs> It's just majority of it yeah. is bad. Caxton, I remember Spike used to be like TNA or something like that. Or uh, what was Spike before they switched to Spike? 
I'll have to look that one up. Uh, the Nashville Network back in... TNN? Yeah, TNN. I remember when they switched that. That was in 2000. No, sorry. It became the new TNN in 2000, and then it became Spike TV in 2003. So this is not the first time that this has happened. But I guess no more G4 next year. And I am not sad for that. Because mm. if you want tech TV, then you can just go to Twit and watch their plethora of shows. You know, I haven't listened to Twit in a year and a half, at least. I stopped listening when I realized I knew more about the topics than Leo Laporte did. What you should do is to try and get yourself on Twit somehow. <laughs> just send an email. Hey, I don't listen to your show anymore because I think that it's pointless, stupid, and... Well, don't say that in the email. You don't actually talk about anything in a reasonable manner. Just say, hey, I've been, do- I've been on a podcast for... Six years. Yeah. <laughs> I can add to the conversation. <laughs> I actually do know this stuff. Yeah. I don't know the people involved, but I know the stuff. Oh, I I don't know the people anymore either. It's just so many new people after... I don't even know who last time I listened to who was on there. I'm not even talking about, like, his people. I'm talking about the, uh, the like, people in the business, in the industry. Oh, so you don't know who the CEO of HP is? No. That's what Google is for. Yes. <laughs> I know who it used to be, that crazy lady. That crazy lady? Oh, it still is the crazy lady, lady Meg the- Whitman. Okay. And yes, I just called uh, Meg Whitman crazy. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, contacting Twit. Andy, what I need you to do... <laughs> is contact all the PAX 10 people first. Yes. Yeah. And then contact Leo Laporte. Okay. I'll get right on it. Okay. So, you know how we talked about Steam Greenlight last week, right? Yes. How it went live, and everybody was like, what is this shit? Yeah, and then, uh, like, almost immediately started censoring itself. Yeah. Well, they've changed their submission process. Okay. Not to, you know, being edited beyond removing um, tits. Although they'll probably still do that. Yeah. Um, anybody who submits now a game to Steam Greenlight has, has to, to pay, pay $100. Woo, pull tax! <laughs> Yeah, some of the independent developers were not pleased about this. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's you, wa- you want me to pay a hundred dollars so the I can basically yeah, the chance to be successful. It's it it's almost like gambling. It's, it, okay, so a couple things about this. Okay, I'm not sure a hundred dollars is really an unreasonable fee. True. I mean, when you think about the time and effort that goes into making one of these games, and you figure, like, a, a person making 20 bucks an hour, that's the equivalent of five hours of four hours of work. Five hours. Yes. Five hours of work. Okay. Yes. I, like, there are certainly indie developers who this is going to be a, a hard hurdle to cross, but it shouldn't be an impossible one. You know what they need? Is a Kickstarter to get the hundred bucks in order to put it on Steam Greenlight. Yeah, I don't think that anyone can do Kickstarter for a hundred bucks. I mean, it's like you don't go to Kickstarter if you just want a hundred bucks. You go to the community that you've already built up and just say, "Hey guys, I need donations for this." But if you're a new guy who doesn't have a community, if you've got the game at this point, the way that game development happens, 
if you have a game ready to go up, you better have a community. Because think about what's going to happen, especially if, if Steam didn't do this with Greenlight. It would still be complete chaos. Well, not, not only would it be complete chaos, if you don't have the community, you're not going to get discovered. Your yeah. game not get popular. No one will see it. I don't know if you remember, but about a year and two or three months ago, we, uh, Brian, Brendan, and I, and, and Julie, Beth, and Laura also started working on a game. Oh, yeah, that game that never happened. Right. Well, Just like I your got... program that never happened. Which program that never lent to? Yeah. It's sitting on my hard drive. <laughs> Not doing anything. No. But we, you know, it never happened, Andy, because I got a job. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as did Brendan and Brian and Beth had other stuff going on. So we we couldn't devote the time to it. But one of the the things that we started talking about very early on was how to build up a community. It's incredibly important. Which is understandable. So yes, $100 onto green light. And, 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 and I think this is what you're about to say. Steam doesn't take the money. No. It goes straight over to child's play. Which is good. I'm I'm still not a fan of being forced to pay a hundred dollars basically to spin the wheel of fortune. You know, I might pay a hundred bucks to spin the wheel because if you look at the stuff on the wheel, the expected outcome is probably more than a hundred bucks. True. Have you been on Greenlight yet? Yeah, I've been looking at it, especially when they finally put in genres and platforms and players and everything, so you can actually not just have a fire hose of games getting shot at you. Yep. Steam is going to conquer the PC world, isn't it? Well, fancy you should bring that up. So you know how we always talk about Valve and hardware and all that fun stuff? With w- Which part of hardware? Their uh, Valve box, their, or Steam box, the uh, hardware surveys that come out every so often? Um, this one's more towards the Steam box. Oh, is this the goggles? No, it's the, the industrial designer job posting that just came up this week. Oh. Did you see the goggles? The 3D goggles, or no? The immersive goggles. I think so, if you're talking about the same one that I'm thinking of. Valve just put out a, a thing where they were testing, see, Valve, goggles, immersive, wearable computing. Yeah, Valve is evidently working on wearable computing. Ah. Well, the they're also is, looking... Whoa! F- what? I just stumbled onto a Kickstarter that evidently I missed by a week. Project Oculus, the Oculus Rift. Yeah, that's the one that I was thinking of. Whoa. Yeah. How did I miss that? I don't know. Everybody was talking about it. Okay. But anyway, Valve, on their website, posted a job posting for an industrial designer saying that uh, Valve is traditionally a software company. Open platforms like PC and Mac are important to us as they enable us and our partners to have a robust and direct relationship with the customers. We're frustrated by the lack of innovation in the computer hardware space, though, so we're jumping in. What? <laughs> That's what they said. It's in their job post. So, but why? They feel like there's a void in the marketplace because the keyboard and mouse haven't really changed over the years. I mean, I don't know. The new Mad Cat's keyboard, have you seen that? I have not seen the new Mad Cat's keyboard. Uh, let me find it. I think it's the... Strike, yeah, the Strike 7. It's a modular keyboard. Kind of like the, uh, oh, what was that one keyboard that had all the screens in it? The Optimus Maximus? Something. 
Yeah, no, not quite like that because that was still in a standard uh, standard keyboard layout. Okay. The the strike keyboard has different components that can be screwed together. Huh. But it still has a keyboard layout. Yes, but you don't actually have to use the keyboard. <laughs> what I wanted so the keyboards that the whole keyboard section pops out and then you can pop like a new faceplate onto it. Uh, you can pop so you can switch some of the keys in and out like the WASD. You can actually swap those out with arrow keys. Well, no, like, it has, I swear I've seen it where it, the whole, like, keyboard buttons come out, and then you can get faceplates for other games and put them in there. Am I just going insane? The answer is probably yes. Yeah, I mean, going? No. <laughs> Have been? Maybe, yes. Yeah, probably. Who knows? Yes, no, maybe, so. Let me put it this way, though. This is the first time I've considered spending more than $50 on a keyboard. Gotcha. By more than, I mean a lot more than. Oh, wow. Those cheap bastards. What? That's so mean. I remember seeing this when they, they first teased it because someone had caught it before I did and posted it, and I just re-caught it again. So on the Strike 7, there's this touchscreen interface Yeah. with icons on it for programs you can launch. You know, there's WoW, there's Photoshop, there's Firefox, there's Half-Life 3. And... Andy? Yeah? What was the last one I said? Oh, Half-Life 3. Uh... There's a little icon there with a lambda with a 3 next to it. Oh, funny. Good to know Mad Cats has a sense of humor. So speaking of new products, we got hit by a deluge from Amazon. Yes. With their all their different um, new e-readers. Yes. Kindles. So yes. many Kindles. <laughs> The Kindle Fire HD and the Kindle Paperwhite. Not Paper Wipe. Paper White. Or Paperweight. No, it's Paper White. A front lit Kindle. Because you knew that was going to happen as soon as Nook came out with their. I think theirs. Is theirs backlit or is theirs front lit? Nook is backlit. Front lit is pretty cool, I will admit. Yeah. The way they have it set up, supposedly all the hands on people says you can't really tell that it's front lit. It's just the way they have it set up, it's just. Lit. Lit. It also is something like an eight-week battery life with the light on. Yeah. Thank you, LEDs. What is that? They're LEDs. They don't suck much energy. I expect that's with the light on and with the Wi-Fi off. Yes, Wi-Fi will kill your battery a lot faster. The the Kindle Paperwhite looked pretty good. It's exactly, well, it's, it's not exactly like, it's, but it's a replacement for the Kindle Touch. Yeah. But it doesn't have any home button. There are no buttons on the front. Okay. The problem with that being? Um, well, you'd have to touch the screen in order to get to a menu bar that then you can hit to get to the home. Okay. Rather than just having it right on the front. Okay. I don't know. It, some people are complaining about that. Other people are complaining about the fact that the new Kindle Fire HD, um, well, yesterday after it released, well, not yesterday, but after it released, everybody people like, wait a second. There are ads on the Kindle Fire HD. Yes. That you can't turn off. Sort of. Well, now you can. Amazon just said you can. Yeah. For, what was it, 15 bucks? I think it was 15 bucks. 15. Let me check. This was breaking news this morning, so. 15 bucks. Why do you not believe me that it's 15 bucks? It's just part of my nature not to believe you. 
dollars, Andy. <laughs> okay, yes, here we go. It's fifteen dollars. Yeah. God damn you. <laughs> you bastard. It's fifteen dollars. Well, let's see, it's fifteen dollars. Well, it's fifteen fucking dollars, Andy. So hundred and sixty dollars now for the old one, two hundred dollars for the brand new one. And the Kindle Fire HD 4G with LTE and 32 gigabytes of storage is $500. Is this an attack on the iPad? Yes. Really? Yes, but it won't work. No? No. The the best advantage that the Fire had, like the best, the reason to have bought a Kindle Fire, the original one, yeah. was it was so ridiculously cheap. Yeah. You don't buy it when you're going for power. You don't buy it when you're going for apps because most – well, not most, but there are many apps that aren't even on it because it's at the Amazon App Store and not the Google Play Store. Yes. They should not be trying to market these fires as an iPad competitor. Because they're not. They're not. The Nexus 7 tablet, maybe. That was, what, 200 bucks now? Yeah. These uh, – 250 for the 16-gig model, and you shouldn't buy the 8-gig model. No, don't buy the 8-gig? Don't buy the 8-gig mod. There's no expandable memory. Oh. Either of them. Ooh. So buy the 16-gig model. Or wait next year for the Nexus 72. Could. Yeah, when's that G3 supposed to come out, Dave? When's the the what? The G3. Uh, I'm supposed to be paying attention to T-Mobile? Well, I know you switched, so now you don't have to pay attention to T-Mobile. Yeah, I'm sorry, Andy. I can't hear you over my Galaxy S3. You mean your illegal piece of hardware? It's not illegal. Not yet. It won't be illegal. Apple added it to the lawsuit. To a separate lawsuit. Still, it, it's part of Apple and Samsung's Look, fun times. because my product infringed on someone's patent when it was made. does not make it illegal. Just it may have been unable illegal for it might Samsung be. to sell it to me. <laughs> it may have been illegal for them to make it in the first place. But it's out here, and I own it. What's Apple going to do? Knock on my door and say, we need your phone? No. I'll say, fine. Give me my money back. (laughs) Now, what happens if Apple came and said, we need your phone, but we're willing to give you an iPhone 5? I'd say, give me the money to buy an iPhone 5. I'd go buy a new top-of-the-line Android device and a Nexus 7. But the new iPhone, it's going to be different. Yeah, it's going to be bigger. I know, that's so weird. And Jobs rolls over. I want the iPhone to be this size and no bigger. Well, he's not here anymore. Yep. I mean, they <laughs> they did a lot of research on the size of the phone. Yeah. And it actually is a good size. That's why every other phone that came out immediately after was the same size. Um. You know, people realize that people want their phones for more than just using them, though. So on Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, so 1 p.m. Your time. My time. Noon for you. Yeah. It's going to be the Apple show in San Francisco. Wednesday at noon. Wednesday at noon. Let me let me check my schedule real quick because I think we have, an exec- we have the executive address on Wednesday. <laughs> Tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, awesome. I'll be able to watch that. I will be at the Transportation Command Center during that time period from like noon to two. Ah. Charging radios, handing out ponchos, and checking people in. I'll be at training. Woo! 
Hey, it's, it's the more hours than I'm going to get when I first start. Yep. Stupid, we're going to start you on one day a week. Granted, I'm fine with that right now because it's the mail. Yeah. I don't want to screw it up. No. No. So, no, I, I don't know when the G3 comes out, Andy. I have been watching uh, Cyanogen Mod 10. Oh, I found out why the G2 is not going to get uh, Mod 9. Why is that? Qualcomm is not releasing... The drivers? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Pretty sure you can... Wait a minute. I, I swear I saw builds for it, though. Nothing legitimate. Nothing direct from Cyanogen. No. But people have taken Cyanogen stuff and gotten it to work. They've basically shoehorned their way around not having the drivers that they need. Okay. So, yes, it works, but is it stable? I don't know. So, speaking of mobiles, Mm -hmm. two things. One, 40% of clicks in mobile ads um, are either accident or fraudulent. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not surprised by that at all. Nope. Let's see. Of those 40%, 18% are uh, click fraud, 8 of which is server-side, 10% is botnets, and 22% of the 40% is accidental clicks. I, on the other hand, have, what, uh, ad blocker on my phone? I have two different versions of ad blockers on my phone. Nice. So you don't yeah. even see the ads? No. Sometimes I do, because some of them I've got it, like, I swear, hardwired into the program that even those my two of them together can't block all of them i don't know they're getting sneaky yeah granted most of them are now are just going uh we have an issue here but it's just like banner ads and it's actually probably worse than banner ads i think people just need to accept the fact that this is where people are heading i mean it's where the money is yeah i had no idea advertising was so big until i started looking at computers <laughs> looking at google and where their money came from. and Oh my God, people are willing to pay so much for ads. Mm-hmm. Especially the big companies. Wasn't it like Chevy who tried to buy the keywords for like Ford or something like that? Yes. <laughs> or it's the other, it was one of those ways or one of the big automakers bought the keyword of another <laughs> yeah, so that major automaker. The other one, their ads come up. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Hell, even the campaigns, uh, Barack Obama's campaign tried to purchase the word literally on Twitter. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, and the uh, other mobile news. The FCC is going to review how they handle their Spectrum licenses. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, It depends on who your mobile carrier is. Okay. Because right now there's basically three ranges of frequencies there's the frequencies below one gigahertz so actually like your cellular actual phone and then there's high band which is right around one gigahertz but below three gigahertz so um i think pcs is in that sort of range okay um that's where t-mobile is and then there's the super high frequencies which are above three gigahertz so you're talking like higher than wi-fi and everything else like that that's where everyone else is no no um at&t and sprint verizon are in the low band T-Mobile's in the high. In the high, and not many people are in the super high because it's a lot of bandwidth, but you need basically line of sight yeah. to connect because the frequency's so high that it gets stopped by everything. Okay. So originally, the way the FCC had it set up is they weighed each of those frequencies the same. So they made a rule that said, okay, Verizon, you can only have so much frequencies. It doesn't matter if it's low, where you actually have all your stuff, if it's high, where T-Mobile is, or if it's super high, where nobody really wants to be, because 
It's not that great. Yeah. So they weighed them all evenly. Well, now they're kind of deciding to change this to uh, weighted amounts. Okay. So the frequencies that everybody wants in the low band are going to basically count more than the frequencies in the super high band. They'll count less. So things like Verizon's acquisition of that telco spectrum that they just bought might push them over their limits, and they might have to divest Splinter some of their off. spectrum. So like I said, it depends on who your carrier is, if this is good or bad. Okay. Just throwing it out there because things are going to change. But probably not for another year or two. It's the government. It's going to take a while. Sometime in the next 20 years. Yeah. All right. What else do we have? Um, Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Victory. Yes. Complaining finally wins out. Now, this is only like, what, a week, two weeks after Ubisoft published the report saying that like 90%, 95% of their users were piraters? Yeah. CEO came out and said that, and then a week later, yeah, um, the PC games now will require a one-time online activation when you first install the game. That makes sense, just like Steam. Mm-hmm. But then from there on out, you're, play to free, you're free to play the game offline. So it's not really DRM free. No. Because you do have to go on and activate it. Yes. But I get unlimited activations. Yes. And it won't require me to maintain an online connection. Yes, which is the that was the bane of the existence. Because if the authentication server went down, you got kicked out no matter what happened. Yep. You know, I think they realized that it's it's just economics. It wasn't the complainers. It wasn't the the legal or moral issues. It was. It's probably costing them more to maintain those servers and pay the people to monitor those servers than they would lose just by not having that. Yeah. So congratulations, Ubisoft, on coming to a a financial realization that the rest of us were trying to tell you about for months, years. Yeah, a long time. Can't believe that. Okay. So EA, another big game developer. Currently suing Zynga. Yes. Yeah. Um, had their was it their CEO? Oh, sorry, uh, president say the fact that we are very proud of the way EA evolved with consumers. I have not greenlit one game to be developed as a single player experience. Oh yes, that quote. Yeah. Which I believe their PR people later tried to like not correct but clarify. Well, it makes you need to clarify that because you're like, wait a second. I mean, no more single-player games from EA? That seems a little... I mean, no more single-player games. There are still single-player games. But for the most part, those single-player games are going to require... Not require... They, they will have a multiplayer component. Yes. Kind of like um, Need for Speed had the auto-log, or whatever it was called. Sure. Where it had a single-player section, but then... Sure. It had a multiplayer component. Yeah, you never played the game, so... No. Gotcha. It had a way of you playing the single player levels, and then you would get timed. And then if you beat somebody, one of your friends on your friends list, you would send them a message going, hey. So and so beat you. Yeah. Want to try that level and see if you can beat them? Yay, competition. Yep. Uh, Some interesting information on Stardock in there. Oh. Some some legal suits going back and forth. Harassment suit. Oh, great. And then an accusation that a marketing manager sabotaged the game. Ooh. 
this would be the same marketing manager that is former marketing manager that is levying the harassment suit, by the way. Things do not look good for Stardock right now. They may no. pick up again later, but that's, yeah, just kind of ouch. Yeah. Okay, review. Yes, your turn. My turn. I'm going to review something that I'm going to surprise Andy with, because Andy thinks I'm going to review Adobe Captivate. I'm not going to review Adobe Captivate. Damn it. All right, what are you reviewing? I'm going to review, let me find where I put it. It is Final Fantasy Crystal Defenders. All right, Final Fantasy Crystal Crystal Chronicles, no. Crystal Bearers, no. Crystal Defenders. Crystal Defenders. It is a Final Fantasy-based tower defense game. (laughs) What? Yes, available on Android and iOS. Huh. Uh, it takes the Final Fantasy Tactics game world, or not, I shouldn't say Tactics, Tactics Advanced. Okay, you're speaking Greek, but anyway. Yeah, well, for, for some of the listening audience, that actually makes sense, Andy. Okay. And you get four maps. I mean, it's, it's a very tiny game. You get four maps. Your towers are the, the classes. So you have a soldier, fighter, uh, thief, archer, mage, things like that. And those are your towers. And they actually run out and start attacking the creatures that are walking down the path. Now, okay, is this Crystal Guardians, Crystal Defenders, or Crystal Defenders Vanguard Storm? Uh, just Crystal Defenders. The one that was released last year. Sure. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. Looking at the images, yeah. Okay. Just checking. It was originally released as Crystal Guardians. And then it had a second... Oh, it actually has an Xbox Live version? I guess so. Hmm. It's a cute little game. It's very fast, very fun, very easy to pick up. And it was just on the uh, market store's end of summer sale. I don't know if that sale is still going on. I don't know. Let's find out. Google Play, end of sale. Probably not. So how does it? How how is it playing on your tiny phone screen? Well, given that my tiny phone screen isn't actually all that tiny, it's very nice. I I think it's fine. I have no issues with it. Because I've had tower defense games on my phone. Yep, I've had no problems with this. I think the only game that I've really enjoyed playing on my phone that was tower defense was probably Plants vs Zombies. Yeah, PopCap did a really good job on migrating that one over. I know, it was nice. Because I've had other ones on there, and it's just been hard, especially if you have to do any uh, clicking. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, granted, it is nice with um, Plants vs. Zombies to use two fingers to pick up all the sun. Oh, just like tap, 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 tap. Yeah, instead of having your one mouse try and get it all. Yep. So much faster with your fingers. Mm-hmm. Gotta love multi-touch. So I this does bring up something though the the idea of Square and mobile games because Square's policy on mobile games has not been to innovate and create besides from Crystal Defenders which is kind of cute uh, although even that's I mean they stole all the artwork and the sprites straight out of uh, Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced okay like literally just copied and pasted. Hmm. But not quite as copy and paste as releasing Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 3, Final Fantasy 4 on iOS and Android. You can play the original Final Fantasy on Android? Yes. 
I'm betting that doesn't look very good. No, it looks great. It's the graphics upgrade. That oh, okay. The re-release. Okay, because I was going to say the original one. I mean, it, it's actually, the, it looks really good. But it it's like eight bucks, seven bucks. That's a lot. I mean, granted, when the game came out, when Final Fantasy would have originally been released on the NES, it would have been like 55 bucks or 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. And this is the same game. So when you look at it in that light, seven bucks versus 50 bucks. True. But then it's just almost the economy of scale compared to other mobile. It's also that it's a game of, like, you know, 1987. Yeah. It, it's got age. It, it, it has aged. Yeah. It has aged well, but it has aged. So I'm not sure. I don't know what I think about um, uh, Square Enix and what they've been doing with the online, the mobile games. Not online games, mobile games. So, Tower Defense game. Yeah. Oh, this one. Who, yeah, who would you recommend it for? Anyone who has been a Final Fantasy fan or who enjoys tower defense games on their phone. The controls are pretty simple. I haven't had many issues with it, even with a small screen size. It's a relatively cheap game. It's very fast to pick up. You don't need to worry about much. That's who I'd recommend it for. Okay. Next time you see me, remind me. I'll give you a shot at it. All right. I'm probably going to forget. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's just what I do. Yeah. So, random review? That, no, the random topic. The random topic, yes. Yes. Rolled ahead of time. What is the most emotionally painful moment you have experienced in a romantic relationship? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. This one come from? Uh, I think this one came from Hans. And of course, Kate has to be sitting right next to me. Oh, Laura, right next to me, too. <laughs> yes, I know, but you're, like, sitting right here. The most painful... No, no, don't scoot closer. <laughs> In a romantic... Ro- yes. Oh, man. I mean, breaking up with anyone was... Oh, that was... I've only broken up with somebody once. Oh, and I did it over the phone. That what was her name? Chrissy. Chrissy. I was close. Yeah. Yeah. I never. I never broke up over the phone. Person. I didn't mean to break up over the phone. I didn't mean to break up over the phone. How do you not mean to break up over the phone? Well, since just slip out. You know, hey, I don't want to see you anymore. Well, I was already at that point of the relationship, going. I don't think this is gonna work. So then I was talking with her over the phone, just wondering when the next time we should meet up and, like, talk about this. It's like, hey, I think we should have a talk. And she jumped automatically to, are you planning on breaking up with me? Yes. Which, I, yeah, I don't, I, I just had to say yes, because I'm not going to say no and then talk to her the next time and say yes. So then it was over the phone. I mean, you could have said, like, this is something I'd really rather discuss in person. <laughs> Well, we still had a face-to-face talk afterwards. Okay, well, so that's not so bad then. No, but having to break the news to somebody over the phone, that, that was pretty painful. Like hearing somebody crying on the other end of the phone. That gets to you. Yeah. I, I, did, I, I met her like twice, I think. Uh, probably. Did I? It was so long ago. I know. 
was only a year or two. I remember I was going to talk to Kyle about it when he took me out for dinner to TGI Fridays. Turns out that trip for dinner was a surprise party and she was there. Oops. <laughs> yeah, that was... Well done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just like any time, either having to break up or being broken up with, neither one is a, a pleasant experience. No. And... Uh, Side note, nobody has broken up with me. Yeah, I can't say that. Well, I'm just saying, my track record... Ra- Kate is laughing at me now for this. Andy, how many girls did you date? Two. Yeah. <laughs> but it, you married one of them. <laughs> yes. So... <laughs> I think you get to really count on your track record. I had one. It was pretty short, but I still had one. N of two is not a good sample. <laughs> what? I have a short track record of dating, but it's pretty good track record. So, um, that I, yeah, I think that would be the only one. Cause I have not had really many more emotional hardships. Oh, sorry, yeah, painful emotional moments. There have been ha- many happy emotional moments, but that's not what the question asked. So yeah, I think that's going to be my only one. Okay. Same for you? Yeah, I mean, it, it, yes. Okay. So you have to be careful. I actually have, you know, I, I've had multiple breakups, and several of them actually listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, breaking up. I will Dave and his harem. Specific than that. Dave and his harem? That was actually going to be a birthday gift at one point. I don't know if you ever knew about that. Wasn't that like when you went to Rolling Hills Water Park or something? Oh, that was that was true, too. That was a lot of fun. That was me. Who was all there? That was four or five girls. And you and me. I invited a bunch of guys, too. None of them wanted to go. Because there's not much to do at a water park. It's yeah. okay, you go down the slides a couple of times, but then what yeah, else? Have a pretty good time. You could have the same good time putting out lawn chairs in your lawn. Yes, but I could not have convinced four or five good-looking girls to do that with me. <laughs> was that your plan? No, but it was really fun. <laughs> <sighs> oh, childhood. Yeah, pretty much. I was talking with Bri just last night about staying up and pulling all-nighters. And <laughs> God, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> no. I, I probably could, but I'd be broken for a couple days. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'd be broken. It's just, I'd probably have to crash sometime in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that's everything. Yep. Cool. Well, have a good week, everyone. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.